0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Chronicles of Mister. Today's pod is with Serena Johnson, an amazing educator with over 10 years under her belt as a classroom teacher and currently serving as a dean at her school. In this conversation, she discusses her why for getting into education, how to be an authentic teacher and leader, and how relationships are at the heart of everything. Here on The Chronicles of Mister, we appreciate feedback, and we appreciate the feedback that we've been receiving on the pod through voice messages, through emails, and we greatly appreciate you leaving a five-star rating on Spotify and or a five-star rating in review on Apple Podcasts. We know that all of this will help push the pod out to educators and listeners alike because it's all about that algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. So thank you very much. We appreciate the support. And without further ado, here's the next installment of The Chronicles of Mister. So to begin with, we are honored to have in the lounge the one and only... Serena Johnson, so, so glad that you could be with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate the offer, the uh, opportunity to come.
0: Yeah, this, this, uh, this podcast really has its genesis in so many conversations that were had in Teacher Lounge, um, either or back in the days when it was in person in New Haven, or if it was for me, Georgia, now um, here in California, of just like... I really wish I knew a couple things or told a couple things like in the beginning, not to say that um, I still wouldn't be in the profession, because I, I'm pretty sure that I would be, but it would have been nice to have prepared in um, this particular year with COVID and everything else, um, just wanting to let educators of color know like, hey, this is what I know, take it with a grain of salt, however you wish to use it in your toolbox, yay or nay, um, but it's just something I wish I was told. And so that's the reason why um, this, po- this podcast is just around. Is just to let like, other teachers of color know, like, hey, this is out there. And if this is an option, you can go down that lane. If not, cool, cool, cool. So I really appreciate um, you being able to, to come through and drop a couple of gems because so many gems have been dropped and let it continue. So to begin with, like, what brought you to education?
1: Um, to be honest, it was other teachers um, that I had that had invested so much time, energy and resources into me and truly made me feel like it was my responsibility to do the same for the next generation coming up. And so whether it be my coaches, you know, I had, I had the coaches that were like, You're, it's not just about the sport. It's also about the academics. It's also about the family. It's also about how you hold yourself outside of the four walls of school. And would come to the school, because my coaches didn't teach in my school, but would come to the school, check up, um, and really invest and put in time to say, if you say you want to do this, you got to do it all the way. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, how can I take all of that, hold on to it? and then not give it back to nobody else. And so that's what made me feel like, how can I do that in a way that was true to who I could be? Like, I didn't wanna do some weird, I didn't wanna create something new and try and figure out something. And I was like, my teachers did it, why can't I be a teacher? Um, And I could.
0: (laughs) Yes, you can. Is there anything you feel, like this is your what for you?
1: Nine and well, nine at my current in the current school, but 12 total.
0: Okay, is there anything that you feel in the 12 years that you've been in education that you wish you knew earlier?
1: Hands down, it is I gotta be me, and mm-hmm. I know that people have said that over time, but what that means for me is very different in year 12 than it was in year one. So people have constantly said, You gotta be you but not necessarily like given permission to really be you. And what I would say to myself is your experience cannot be duplicated and neither can anyone else's. And so while some, you might get a script on like, how do you build relationships with kids or how do you build relationships with um, families? The reality of the matter is like, I know how to build relationships with kids because I was a kid and I knew what I liked. And You know, I also have, I've always worked with a population of kids who look like me. And so I also have that advantage. And so when I'm coming into the education and people are like, oh, be yourself and do these things, that works for you. (laughs) It don't work for me. Right, right. Um, What worked for me was being me and like all of me, the quick, you know, correct like no nonsense face and followed up with like a silly joke that's me um and like building relationships I've always said like you I was always told you last names only you know call family members last names only and half of my kids parents I went to school with so they'd be like why are you Mm -hmm. why are you calling me Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. so So-and-so like I I know you as this and and they call me by my first name so what I know is be me like the me that the community that I serve knows not this version, this education version Mm -hmm. of me be me because that's who they connected they connect with on the outside world outside of the world of the school is I'm just Serena and to be honest for most people they don't even know that's my real name I'm Rena, or I'm Faye Daughter. (laughs) So so it's just, you know, they see me in the school building. They're like, hey, Rena. And, you know, I would never turn around and be like, oh, it's Dean Johnson. Like, it don't make sense. So, and, like, in the classroom, I had to adapt to that. And then into the leadership role, like, I have to be me. So if that means you're going to get a preaching sermon from me because you did something, then you have a mini sermon from Serena because it's
0: that's coming. who I am right. outside, the, outside the
1: classroom too love
0: it love yes. it I appreciate that because in talking to so many of the teachers of color that I've spoken to so far that sort of seems a, a similar theme or through line of like getting the strip oh read this book here are these bullet points of things that you should do and everyone has said like that's nice but that's not me or hey i appreciate that let me tweak this remix it so that it, it suits me because similar to you like i crack jokes i want my kiddos to laugh i want the other adults who come into the room to be like relax drop your shoulders it has to, it doesn't have to be this super tight space because i knew that's how i learned the best so I want to continue to be me just on the other side of that desk. And so yeah, hearing that authenticity uh through line of truly you, I can definitely resonate to that.
1: Yeah, what, and also just like knowing who you're learning from hmm. makes a difference, right? It's like if someone gives me some feedback, I'm like, hey, that felt, you know, unprofessional or that felt that conversation felt a little tense and it's just like in my beginning years I'm like oh my god I was unprofessional what did I do am I gonna get fired how can I rectify this and then you know my my later years I had to follow up with the kids did I make you feel some kind of way did I say something did you like you know did what did I do how did you feel in that conversation I got some feedback and the kids would be like no miss you good (laughs) Now nah, you sound like my mom when you said that. I knew you meant it, and and I had to start to realize like why am I getting that feedback that it felt tense or and it's just like oh you may not have experienced it as an adult that way of communication or that kind of feedback. And I do think that there's a difference between like demeaning kids and hurting kids, and then being straightforward, firm, and strict, and then saying like hey you understand why I came at you in a way that was a little bit different than the classroom, Ms. Johnson, correction. Like you understand that I care, right? We could follow up in that way. And then I had to follow up with some of my white leaders to say, you actually don't understand that how you come across to them, you got to do it like that. Otherwise you're teetering across a line that, that might get you fired. Whereas when I say it, it is a comfort. It is a home space. It is a space of familiarity. So they're looking and they're saying, I got you. I understand what you're saying. Thank you for that.
0: And it, does that happen like day one of the school year or does that happen like after a first month or a second month?
1: Throughout, It could be something as simple as, you know, day one you, you come in and, you know, we're a uniform school and you're not in uniform and I might give you an up and down look like, what you doing? What? What's what's going on? Mm-hmm. And get feedback from you know, one of the leaders. It's like, oh, no, you should have asked. You should have, you know, your face read something else. And I was like, mm, no, you didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it.
0: It's interesting because a lot of work, or at least let me rephrase it, a lot of talk at the moment is in regards to DEI. I don't know what it's like on the East Coast. I can have an idea having spent some time there. But here on the West Coast there's a lot of talk about DEI and making sure that voices are being heard or are a part of the conversation. And I feel like what you just spoke on people of color, I know you and I have had this conversation just like <clears throat> like they don't understand. Like having had been the only Black man in our school for a period of time, like, I can say certain things to kiddos where they know me because of, I taught your cousin, I taught your brother, like, you're number four on a succession line. And so you're not this new, fresh face that they've never heard about. And their older siblings have said, look, look, when it's Mr. Pierre, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And so there is a relationship, there is a rapport, that's there that I can say to you, like, not now, son, knowing that you are not my biological son, but because we have spent enough time outside of the classroom, there's a relationship there, even if it is as close as a, a biological father and son, but you know, like, no, nah, don't do that, son. That's not going to end well with you. Whereas someone else says it, like, I'm not your son, and it becomes more than... exactly. So we're having a lot of talks about white supremacy and how to deconstruct it and how it is so
1: deeply embedded. Mixed. Yeah.
0: In everything Except
1: lines of race, right? It's, right. It's, I think the one of one learnings that I had is the recognition that even some of my mindsets, even some of my ways of teaching, mm-hmm. deeply rooted in white supremacy characteristics, mm-hmm. this idea and this pursuit of perfectionism is something that I battle every day. Um, going to school, mostly through fear of, like, job loss, right? Mm -hmm. If I didn't have to be perfect, I wouldn't try to be. But as much as people say, you know, um, white supremacy, I mean, um, sorry, perfectionist is a a white supremacy characteristic, and we're going to uproot that, and we're going to strive to get better and not perfect, right? At the end of the day, if you miss a deadline, you get written up. And so... How do you battle this in a school system where they're saying we're going for progress and not perfection. And at the same time, we're getting write-ups and not grace when, you know, it's just like, hey, but I made all my deadlines six weeks in a row. And this is one that I missed. Where's that mm-hmm. grace? Where's that progress? It's progress. Yeah. Um, is is that is you know, the white supremacy characteristics are not exclusive for white people. And if you've grown up in an American school system, you have, the school system was not made for black and brown kids nope. ever, right? And so it's really about how do you continue to work and, and thrive in a system that wasn't meant for you while, while steadily changing, trying to change it to be the, become the system for kids who look like you. And that's that's the work. That's why I say it's because I know it wasn't for me, but it has to be for my kids and it has to be for the kids who come after my kids. And it's I always say it's like getting invited to the barbecue after the invites already went out. Um, (laughs) You you know what I mean? It's like the education system for me is like this. You, you, that cousin that everybody know you're going to hear about, but you hope that they don't hear about this, this cookout Mm -hmm. because they come and they mess it up and they do a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of, right. Mm -hmm. And then you run into them in the super supermarket a week before the barbecue. And they say, Hey, cuz I heard you throwing a big barbecue and you go, yeah, you coming, right. And everybody knows the invite wasn't for you, but you open up the doors because you know, it, it looks unprofessional or it doesn't look, you know, family, like if you don't invite and that's what happened with the education system it was like it's not for you oh the times are changing we have to include you I guess you can come but we're not changing nothing that we do you got to fit in where you can get in or it ain't for you Mm. and that's kind of what's happening and for me it's like no our kids have to feel like it might not have originally been for them the cookout wasn't originally for them but we're making it a block party and now we're gonna come and it's gonna be is gonna be for our kids and and any kids who wanna come because it's not gonna be seeped in like racist policies. And so that's, I probably got to that question too early, but that's why- There
0: there is, this really is just, those questions are just there, knowing that we're gonna touch on them as well as a bunch of other stuff. And quite honestly, I was having flashbacks of sitting in the back of your classroom and someone like Imani will raise a question, and I know this is not part of the lesson plan, but Ms. Johnson's not going to shy away from that. And so knowing, because you said something that I am also of the mindset of, of like, I don't just want to survive. I don't want our kids just to survive. Like, I made it. I graduated. No, 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 no. You're not done. That's not sufficient. Like, I want you to thrive. You want to enjoy what you do. I enjoy teaching. Like, kiddos are like, Mr. Pierre, why are you playing that music that old people I'm like, look, y'all don't know. You're going to learn some math. Begin to learn some earth, wind, and fire as well. You're going to learn some OJs as well. You may say, oh, I'm doing these drawings on the whiteboard for you. I'm like, no, this is for me. I enjoy drawing. I enjoy doodling. And you may get... That, and like, ooh, draw my favorite character. But this is also for me. Like, I'm happy at work. I got my pep in my step and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> so I want the kiddos to see that and have that model for them. I'm like, I don't want you to go to a job and be unhappy and miserable. And when that happens, for whatever reason, it could be a boss. It could be a coworker. After you've done all that you can do to address it or hopefully rectify it,
1: mm-hmm. If you so gotta weird. dip
0: out, <laughs> bye bye. I'm here for a good time. May not always right. be for a long time.
1: I appreciate how you said once you've done all you can, because yeah. one thing that we do notice in in the career that that is education is mm. the people who leave first and early, Talk without doing all that they can. Right. Um, I personally recently had a situation, and I will say zero names here, where someone left after a disagreement. And it's just like the privilege, the audacity to be challenged with thoughts that are other than yours or Mm -hmm. with personality that you may disagree with, to leave these children, not even mid-year, at the start of the year, in a year where everything is uncertain. Everything is uncertain. The audacity to blame someone else for your discomfort and say you can leave i i couldn't i couldn't when you have done all you can and you're you're there every day in and out year after year and the problems ain't changing and the people ain't changing and you have to say my sanity over over this um, and you know that you're going to make connections and and continue to build in the community or in similar communities then you you can say okay it's time for me, but to be challenged, for your privilege to be challenged in particular, mm-hmm. or your comfort, and then you feel like you can leave. That is where I'm like, th- "This is why this, this system doesn't work, right? Because the people who are put in power, in particular, um, principals and lots of deans, academic deans in particular, because we know the culture deans look like us." Um, but to be challenged either by a family or a student or a fellow teacher, and you said, oh my God, that didn't that make me feel good. I'm going to leave. It's like, what do you think you do our kids every day? <laughs> they don't get to just get up and leave. You said some things to them that they got to live with and process and, and ponder on for year after year, like about them, their person. They don't get to just be like, mom, dad, grandma, can you um transfer my school? My teacher said this and I don't like it. But someone challenges you and you just up and leave. That the the in and out, in and out is what causes the instability in our schools. And then we're told it's the kids' behaviors. It's like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> if if they knew, like you said, year after year, you had brother, sister, cousin, you know, at this point, we even got nieces and nephews um who know yeah. you, right? Mm. But th- that's the, the man of color or the woman of color, particularly, I keep saying uh, people of color, but in my experience, it has been black and brown, I'm sorry, it has been black and men and women. It has not necessarily, I've not had the experience of having many brown teachers uh, that work with me. So it's either, it has either been white or black um, as a constant. And then the ones who leave are always white. Um.
0: that was an amazing conversation that we'll continue next time on the Chronicles of Mister this is part one involving Serena Johnson we look forward to the next one that'll be dropping on Wednesday thank you for listening to the Chronicles of Mister